Here we go. Good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of High Top Sports. We are in the studio with Steve, the main man, Chad Holly. We have a jam-packed show. We have a special guest today. We've got a lot to go over. It was a busy weekend, as a lot of you saw. It was a great time. It was a fun time. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, but first, Steve, how are you, man? My man, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. I, I feel bad for all the people out there watching the cast. You are way too close to my face. Like This is way <laughs> closer than what uh, you guys are used to dealing with. But that's only because that uh, Shelton forgot all of my equipment from his trip to uh, to the, the collective. So I appreciate that, Shelton. I'm over here winging it, winging it, trying to be out here for the family. That was a hectic, a hectic little weekend here. And I did, yes, I brought all of C stuff. Uh, let me use all of it so we could have the kind of dual camera action. And then I completely dropped the ball and uh, left everything. So that's all me. Steve was <laughs> Steve was prepared. I was one, uh, you know, technically challenged this time, but Steve was prepared and ready to rock. So good stuff. Guys, we have a jam-packed show. We have a special guest on. We have Hirsch from the new podcast, the Gator Podcast. Respect our decision. We're going to talk to him. We just lost. Oh, what, what happened here? Hold on, guys. We just <laughs> we're having all kinds of technical difficulties. This is unbelievable. One sec here, guys. <laughs> Steve, I don't know what happened, dude. We we lost. You we lost me one compliment on technology, and then you kick me off this thing just to prove your muscle. Uh, dude, I don't, I, I don't know what we we ran out of interview time. What are you about? We, we ran out of interview time. Dreaming for the precast for going on an hour and a half now. Yeah, that's and probably this is what. Dreaming when the cast goes live, dude. We we are just full of just technical difficulties this week. This is unbelievable. Trevor <laughs> Davis with the with the super chat. Uh oh, he wants the button. Scared money don't make money. There we go. All right, guys. There sorry. There All right, guys. So as I was saying, we have a special guest on. We have Hirsch from Respect Our Decision, the new uh, Gator podcast. We're going to get into that, kind of talk about that. He's going to break that all down. We're going to get into SEC Media Week. It's been a fun week. It's kind of like our early Christmas present because it, it lets us know that football is right around the corner. We're like, what, six Wednesdays away? That's how we've been counted down? I believe it's six, right? Because it was six, seven last, yeah, week. Uh, last week. Yeah, last week was seven, so this week is six. That is solid, solid see, math by you. You see what I did there, Steve? You see how I, how I broke it, how <laughs> oh, I counted baby. it down? Yeah. Dialed in here. So uh, then we're going to some Billy Napier. Tebow talks AR. We're going to our conversation with uh, Anthony Richardson, Richardson this past weekend as well and him changing his nickname and just getting to know him in, in, in a, as a whole and just kind of his character and his mindset. If you didn't get to see a chance to see the interview, it was a great interview. Check that out. We'll talk about Billy, his his press conference, and then I have a little bit of a hot take on how I'm feeling about him. And then NIL values. We found this little kind of evaluation on, on players. Kind of cool. We'll dive into that. And then we have massive news. Extreme news that we're really excited about. Before we get into all that, though, let's get into the comments. Let's say hi to everybody. And then we're going to get right over to Hirsch because I don't want to keep him waiting any longer. Tim, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. We had Lombardi on the podcast this on Sunday. Great time. Steve, you had a lot of people that were fighting for your seat there, bud. I, 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 Maddie almost took it away. I had, we had a couple of kids that were in there. Uh, Lombardi, my gosh. Uh, you know, keep the seat cold for me, Lombardi. I, I, I need to be back. I need to be back. You, you mean keep it warm? <laughs> uh, Maddie was a great time. <laughs> Maddie was too cool. 
She she was she was she was awesome. She was a, she was a sweetheart. I, lo- I loved it. I was, she was a great time. Jeff Dykes, welcome to the show, Mister Nobody. Wait, Steve got his job back? Yes, yes, he did. Now Nat's here. What's going on, man? Mike Litteris. Hope right. nobody forgot. Steve said, "Go Gators." <laughs> did you I say "Go Gators"? Did you in the no, chat? No, no. Somebody did a super chat and they put it under my name and they put, they put "Go Gators." <laughs> I, then I'm Steve like, said, "Go Gators." What's up, DeAndre? What's going on, man? How you doing, Cody? We're going to get some new members tonight. Hopefully we do, man. Hopefully we do. Uh, Ed DePriest, welcome. Brian Carter, what's going on, man? Welcome to the stream, Big Dog. Blanco, welcome to the stream. Adrian, how we doing, man? Uh, Normal guy, what's going on, Big Dog? And Gator Gang, what up, everybody? The whole gang is here. We love it. But let's get into our special guest. I'm sure he's tired of waiting. He's he's, (laughs) going to forget about him. Hirsch, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show. How you doing, bud? Doing good, brother. How are y'all? We are fantastic, man. Thank you for stopping by and and being a part of the show. Glad to be here, man. Always glad to be part of anything involved with Gator Nation. Absolutely. Go Gator. Yes, sir. So, Hirsch, take a minute. Kind of tell us about kind of who you are, what you're doing, uh, what you've created with with respect our decision. And I want to know kind of where the name came from. I have my own opinion on my thought on it, uh, but I want to know where it came from and kind of your whole goal and agenda with this. Well... Um, I've, I've been a big fan of, of podcast in general here for the last two years, as it seems like everyone is now it's, you know, all the rage. Sure. Um, and I, I'd kind of just hinted around for a while with some friends that I'd really like to, to start a Gator oriented podcast of some sort. And I've been a recruiting fan for probably 20 years Okay. through the various, you know, since Scout and Rivals first started and on to the own threes and the two four sevens we have now. Yeah, it's it's growing. So, um, yes, it it's it never stops growing and it's it's a little out of control, but that's a discussion for another day probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, we had I had hindered around with a few guys that I'd really like to to start a show that, you know, I thought maybe Gator Nation was ready for a new show that focused solely on recruiting and not just this, that, and everything, um, because recruiting has a huge following, and and everyone wants to know what what's going on with Gators recruiting, because it's the lifeblood of your program. And I had a guy, uh, one of my co-hosts named uh, Wesley West, reach out to me, and he's like, "Man, my wife has been telling me I listen to too many podcasts, and I need to start my own, my own." And she had already bought him the equipment and everything. And I said, "Well, what a man, wife! If you're up for it, huh?" So what a wife. Yeah, you know, right? I mean, good Lord, what a what support system. So, and he had said, you know, my our, our buddy Mike, uh, people might know him from Twitter. His name is, Twitter name is Just Getting Better. Or used to go by the Trask Foundation. Now it's the Napier Foundation, I believe, something like that. He's widely known for getting other fan bases worked up. And he's like, I've been trying to get Mike to do a podcast with me forever, but he won't, he won't commit to it. And I said, well, that's fine, we, you know. We'll do our own thing, and if he wants to come on every once in a while and, and have a segment or whatever, we'll, we'll we'll do that. And then two hours before the first show, we were about to record the first show, Mike sends me a message, and he's like, you know, I think I'm going to do it. And I was like, <laughs> sure, we'll make it work. <laughs> and if, But I know I know Mike, and I know Mike can talk, so, you know, that's, that's, that's 50% of the battle right there on the podcast is just being able to speak and – speak with some confidence and he knows his stuff so so there we did we fired it off with with about two hours of notice and 
you know, aside from a few audio problems here and there and, uh, and, and maybe just talking over each other because we were all a little excited, a little hyped up. Um, For sure. You know, we've, we've gotten some really, really good feedback. The early numbers were fantastic. Um, we just had us a uh, brainstorming session here two hours ago to pre to prepare for tomorrow night's show, and I think we're only going to get bigger and better from here. I love that. And so the name. So if if you've ever tried to name a podcast, the hardest thing in the world is using a name that no one else has used. Sure. Now we're sure. in the we're in the. I mean, you you got you have to go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and and basically do a search before you even decide you want to go with a name because someone's probably got it. They may not have used it for two years, but it's probably still out there. <laughs> and um, we came down to two. The, the one was, was hat on the table. Love that. We were both kinda, yeah. Love well, we were That's both kind of like, eh, is that a positive name? Because usually when you say you're a hat on the table, that means you're a second or third choice. You're not, Fair uh, enough. you know, not even, you're just happy you know, to be there, coach. Yeah. You're not head of the and, head. And, yeah. 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 And nowadays, every recruiting note that a recruit drops says, respect my decision. And either it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it always says, respect my decision. And I said, well, there's more than one of us. So what about respect our decision? And as soon as I, I said it, Wes was like, man, I love that. Let's, let's go with that. And, that's what I thought it was. I love, that's exactly what I thought when I, when I read it, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's because like, once a kid makes a decision, like, Hey, respect it. Like, don't, don't be, don't be a troll. Don't be a hater. So I love the name. I, and, I think those and options were was, great. And ironically enough, without planning, that was kind of the met, the, the underlining message of our first show was, you know, once a kid makes his choice, respect it. Yeah. Don't tweet kids. Don't message kids and tell them that they made a bad decision based on where you wanted them to go to school. That's that 17 year old's life, you know, and that's that family's life. You don't, you don't have any say so in that. Let that kid live his own life. Just like you lived yours and you would want your own, you know, son or daughter to live theirs. Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. I love the name. I think it's a very creative name and I, I've seen all the buzz listen to you guys the first episode uh look the the audio thing that 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 comes and grows I mean look we're we had technical difficulties <laughs> here, here today so it's just it, it's it's part of it you, you never really get over it uh talking over one another uh that was something that with Steve and I had to learn early on but once the flow happens it's it, it's like a marriage you, you really start to go back and forth and it's really cool when you actually you're you're witnessing it happen so you you, you guys will be there I don't, I don't believe uh don't doubt it without a second yeah, we, we really seem, we, like we said today, we kind of came up with some cues and other things. And as we wrote our kind of an outline of how we wanted the show to go, who's going to go first on each segment and whatnot, just to kind of, to give us more of a, of a structured flow. So the next show and then the next show after that, just, you know, we're just feeding off of each other and rolling with it. Good yeah, stuff, Shelton man. and I went through the same thing. We just, uh, I think we went back recently and just watched our uh, our one year uh, anniversary video, and it was so cringeworthy that we really we didn't know what to say about it. Like we were proud of it because we made it, and that was the that was kind of the launch of, of what we are, are are trying to do today. But my gosh, going back and looking at it, it just felt so awkward. <laughs> and we, what else do you do though? You don't know what you don't. Oh, I know. know. Yeah, I've listened to that first episode so many times now. I was, I'm like, who? 
who is redneck Roboto there that I keep here? Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, we got real quick, real quick, Hirsch. We got a, a super chat from Tristan Creel. A $20 super chat. Steve, uh, gotta wear a gator helmet for the show. I mean, Steve. <laughs> Steve, it's for the, so so. Hirsch, just so you don't know, Steve's an FSU guy. We we, we like to keep it kind of a little dicey here. He, he brings the that makes sense. Then why he would think you could wear a helmet during the chat? <laughs> yeah, right. He, he keeps the yang to the yang here. Technology now. Hirsch knows how this stuff works, man. You, you got a you got a, a headset. You got some in-house speakers. You got a microphone. <laughs> got a helmet. What are you trying he, to do to me? We can make it work. We can make it work. <laughs> So, they so have Hirsch, to wear it for safety precautions. <laughs> yeah, yes, he has with this beating that he gets in, in these chats. He's gonna need he needs a helmet. Hirsch, I want to talk to you about some some recruiting stuff because that's kind of you know your bread and butter. So this weekend, Cromani McLean on on three recruiting and and on three is getting a lot of flack with this too. And part of it, I, I, I we support on three. We, we we love the articles that they come out with and and just their platform. But sometimes they they're a little dicey with the things they come out with and they they took Cromani or they moved. Kermani from the second ranked overall player in the nation to number 19 in the nation. He kept all five stars, but they moved him from two to 19 from one, from a single camp. And it's, it's a little crazy to see. It seems, it seems a bit dramatic. Everyone's kind of going, what, what, what's happening here? How packed of this can't be that you're like, no, I'm not, it's not the same that it was. Uh, So I want your thoughts on that. And then two, how, how does somebody like an arch who doesn't even participate not lose anything. It's almost like why participate? Go ahead. I'm going to actually combine those. As soon as you said the, the bit about McLean, I, I automatically was about to, I had the thought already registered because we talked about it earlier and we're going to touch on the exact subject on tomorrow's show with a bunch of their ratings. What they are seemingly establishing with this in my eyes is one if you're a kid that's ranked there and you fall from one camp and arch stays where he's at without camping just based on game film why camp? why why would you go to a camp if you were these kids you risk the possibility of injury and you risk falling in the rankings if you have a bad day i mean you may wake up that day you know, and, and just not feel well. I mean, you might, you know, who knows what the reason could be. Sure. Now, if you're, if you're a three, two, four star guy, right, that there's, there's value to it there. And even four star, maybe not, but definitely the three and below there's value. If you're a you, top 20 kid though, what, what is your, what is your draw? What is your draw at this point to go to a camp? If these ranking services are telling you, you could, you don't have to camp and we'll keep you right where you are. Because, you know, some kids will say star ratings don't matter to me, but that 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 top 50 group, they care. Yeah, for sure. And look, it's going to it's going to play a, a, it's it's like a draft pick now. So the higher you are ranked, the higher NIL deal is going to be. So and that that's going to be my next point is that now you're basically you're you're playing for your money slots because I mean, now I can't I can't obviously speak on the conversations that happen behind closed doors. None of us can if we're not there. But if if you're a kid like that and oh well sorry, you're you're not a top fifty prospect now. We're not gonna negotiate that kind of deal for you when you hit campus. Yep. You know, because oh well, because I had two bad camps, I had a bad camp, you know. It just doesn't it just doesn't 
it's a bad system all the way around right now if that is the precedent we're setting. And it seems to me that the camps have a ton of weight right now. If that if if he can go and drop, you know, seventeen spots from a camp, a non a non pad game, right? A kid it, that it is just, a unanimous top five player in the country. I mean, maybe maybe the top player in the country. Yeah, I mean, for for the fact that he sat there for so long, and it's like, so this is where that my my critique for on three comes in because it, it, you the only thing that positive that happens to nine three is people flooded to their site to see why. And so that's the other problem too is now these sites are going to start probably manipulating these these rankings even more so because everyone's going to see well everyone went to on three to see why whether you look bad publicity is good publicity right everybody went there and then I was I was there and ran into other stuff I was like oh this is this is cool stuff right you you almost forget like do we really care that Kamani went to nineteen at the end of the day no we our feelings aren't going to be hurt but he we it got our is. attention <laughs> what's that. He is who he is. We know who he is. I mean, sure. everyone knows who he is. It's but like you said, now is this is this the uh, proverbial clickbait that we're all you know we all like to to, to say that you know oh well that's just clickbait. Well, in this that's case, what it feels like. It, it absolutely like that, is. Yeah, sure. It's it's very much to me like the article that came out after Rashada chose Miami. You know, with the uh, with the lawyer from the agent from California that that on three ran the article that night that that spurred all the talk on Twitter and everywhere else about, you know, whoa, look at the numbers on this deal and whatnot. I mean, did that article have to be ran? And on three clearly had some kind of uh, an agreement or a relationship with that guy for them to already have essentially an article written. Yeah, it, it it was already done. I mean, you didn't you didn't write that at seven o'clock at night on a Sunday. You had that written up, and you had already done your interviews, and you had already done your research and your your factual like look back. Well, your your part your part yeah. research because oh, it yeah. was half researched. That, that, yeah, that, right. that article didn't. Just, yeah, nobody just ran to the old computer and fired that one out. It was definitely <laughs> right. Exactly. That's been sitting there <laughs> for a minute. It was almost there, there, were rumors, there were rumors leading up to that that that. Chad Simmons had talked to that agent many times, and that's why he kept saying that a Miami visit was going to happen even before he pushed his his commitment date back. So the talks were out there. It was definitely not just something that was just a chance for sure. Absolutely. Before we move on real quick, uh, Hirsch, we got a, a super chat from North Florida White Trash, probably one of our favorite names. <laughs> says, uh, hey, can I get a go Gators from Swamp Man Steve? Steve, they're, I mean, the people are asking at this point, bub. Like, just. I, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to ever say it. I didn't say it the first time. So I, that's not what I hear. That's not, that's not what the hey, people they, are saying. I want to throw in the, the chat Steve? money and put it under my name. I'm more than happy to take it. <laughs> Steve, don't, 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 <laughs> do the pe- don't do the people dirty like that. Um, I, did, I did not do the people dirty. The people did me dirty. They know I didn't say it. <laughs> Uh, so her, I, I I love I love that take there. Her. So that, that that was that was awesome uh, to kind of get your your insight on it and kind of see that we're uh, mostly on on the same for the most part on the same page on on how we're looking at it. Um, who do you feel for for us outside of Cromani? Because I think he was pro- he's probably the number one get for us being the five star that we're kind of on the the radar for. Who 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 in your eyes do you feel like is hey this is the next guy that we need to get to kind of get this ball because it seems kind of stagnant since the Stokes and and Trayon. Uh, you know, signing dates, but it slowed down a little bit. We've got a big weekend ahead of us. Big, like next ten days, it's going to be huge. Could be huge. 
there do you think? There is she- a lot of irons in the fire, a lot. Um, now I'll start with with your question before we move on to that. Um, it starts here on the twenty third. Uh, Malik Bryant. Uh, that that's a kid. He dropped down on the on three. He did, and and that's you know that is what it is. But that's a that's a must get. Um, it's a must get for a couple reasons. One, your linebacker board is shrinking by the moment. Um, and that's a whole different set of takes. You know, um, is that is that a Bateman problem or is that just a relationship problem that we've had? Um, you know, that is that's an argument for another day. But Malik Bryant is a big-time player, and it is a battle head-to-head with Miami, and, and we haven't won one of those yet, really. And this, has anybody has really for the most part, not this recruiting cycle. It doesn't feel no, like they God. have not, but, but, and therein lies the sense of urgency of needing to get this kid for not only your linebacker room, but for the sense of optics of the situation to say, look, you know, we're, we're going to go head to head with these guys and we're not going to, we're not, we're going to win some of them. So yeah. Malik Bryant. Yeah, we need a W, and and word has been the last couple of days that he's he's back and forth. He's 50-50, and it changes by the day. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm not as optimistic as I would like to be, but there's been some people that know a lot more than me that have said there's reason to be. So we'll, we'll have to just wait and see how that rolls. Yeah, it, that's what's frustrating too. We we get really hyped up for these kids, and it, it, honestly, up until the day of, it, you, you really don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of guys that we've missed Especially the ball on in the- today's in, in today's landscape. I mean, it's just changed. The, the the money game being legal and still the under the table money game still being you know prevalent is is really changed the landscape. So. We, we have yep. to win that battle. I mean, we really need to win that battle. If, if we don't, that there's really no excuse. I mean, you got to do what it takes. You, you know you're head-to-head and who you're head-to-head with. You know, you've, you've, you've thought you've had it done more than once. It, it's time to get it done. It's time to say, you know what, we're going to do what it takes to win this, this battle and show that we, we can. And then things look really good for the rest of the month, like you alluded to. I mean, we are set up to really close out strong. Have with some real. I mean, you saw Mazel. Uh, what was I believe it was yesterday or the day before? Say he was committing on the 29th. He, and we're, he's down to his top three. Bam is in that top three, which concerns me. But it, I wouldn't worry about that. I think that's window dressing. <laughs> it's okay. It's really been us in Tennessee. <laughs> I was actually surprised Georgia wasn't in there. Um, okay. Um, then you had Castell move his decision from the from October from to, October, yes, to the thirtieth today. And there's, if, there's, if, if you're looking at it from my point of view, from someone that pays a close attention to this, these aren't coincidences. I mean, you don't have all those commitments in that same weekend as Friday Night Lights, unless you're trying to generate put a show on. some momentum some momentum and maybe wrap another kid or big time name up in that momentum and have them to go ahead and say, man, I want to be part of this. I love, and that's exactly, that's exactly, I love that. I love that idea of like, you're what you, exactly what you said there is you, you bundled up into a package and now it looks bigger than what it may be if they kind of just trickled in. 
And so that was where, when he moved his from the, from the 1st to the 30th, right? Because I also know that Jakeem Jackson's on the 28th, right? 28th, that, yes. John Walker's on the 28th, and then, um, uh, was it LeBlanc, right, is also on the 28th. The three, which we've talked about them being the, the, the three-headed monster, all committing on the same day and wanting to play together. So we've got all those guys committing within two days of each other. I don't think that was Look, happening. But. That is the epitome <laughs> of the old school silent recruit. The the, the mm-hmm. silent commitment that the the kids already committed. It's the coaching staff that says, "Well, hold on. Right now, it doesn't make a lot of sense." It, 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 look, we want commitments. Of course, we That's want the it. Bobby Bowden method. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, You're speaking, he Steve. Was the, he Steve, was the master Steve. of it. Bobby Bobby was the absolute master of. <laughs> Of knowing when to drop, knowing when to drop a bomb on you. I, and, I, and, and, yeah, I like and, that. And he was, he, he was, he was. You would go into these, uh, into these football camps, and you know, just before there'd be two or three kids that would that would just drop their commitment. And you know, the other schools they have to anti like recruit. You know, they have to be prepared for if their high level commit uh, commitment is or recruit is going into a camp with a bunch of commitments from a school that's all going to be there. They get a little bit gun shy. They get a little bit nervous. But if they're not committed and they stay silent and they truly work the silent commitment the way that they're supposed to, all of a sudden that momentum turns huge and then they just unleash it because let's be honest, they're captive audiences at that point. They get there sometimes Thursday night, Friday morning, they stay there until sometimes Sunday evening uh, or Sunday morning. But once you're there and you're locked in, now you're chaperoned by a player. They'll pair you up with a kid that just committed. And then it just it just turns into this wave. And it's not this isn't a new strategy. Exactly, Hirsch. Yep. This is not new. This has been it's around for a long down. time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Once you get that that momentum going and you get these kids paired up with what you know what they look at on Twitter as these big announcements and things like that. It just it, it just it'll get these kids that maybe 50 50 or 70 30 or just maybe just that close to making the decision. It'll just push them right over the edge. Yeah. Um, as an example of that word, word was over a week ago that that Aiden Mazel's edit was done and and he was he was good to go for UF and the, 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 th- the thumbnail. It was just his edit, you know, uh, you know, like his Hayes Fawcett edit or whoever's yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yep. God, Hayes Fawcett probably. I don't, I don't know just, who's doing it. Probably, if it's UF, I, I'm going to bet it's not Hayes. Um, <laughs> he did He did Stokes. He did Stokes and Trayons. Well, we'll see. I don't know. He's There's a little animosity there after the uh, A.J. Harris stuff, but. Okay. We'll see. I, I love maybe, it. I hope maybe, maybe, um, maybe we're playing petty with that. Maybe not. We'll see. But, I um, love it. Word was. <laughs> Word was that edit has has kind of been there, ready to go, and everybody was kind of like, "Well, why isn't he? Why isn't it coming out? What is? What's the wait?" And yeah, now he, you see, oh, he's committing on the 29th. Well, what is the 29th? Oh, Friday Night Lights. Well, what D Day, D Day, baby. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, because he he tweeted right after the Stokes and uh, uh, the the web uh, signing, like news coming soon. So I was, bro, we were everybody was like refreshing uh, Twitter, like. Mad hands, right? Because we were expecting well, that's the next... where Steve will tell you that's that's that Bobby Bowden thing where he called where the coach calls them up and says, "Hold up, um, hold that, you know, hold that button 
for, for just a second. What if we could turn this into um I just got this, this thing, Kirsch. I've been working hard for it, brother. Yeah, I think uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Oh, look at this. We <laughs> I've been I've been in this game a long time, man. I've 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 been hurt by Bobby. <laughs> so so for Look, we've just, all been hurt by Bobby. I've watched him coach a couple games and I, I was hurt as well. Like I, I love the man to death. But how many times are you gonna run on the football field thinking that you made that field goal when you missed that field goal? You can't run out there with that smile on your face every time. The, man lives, on, the man lives on in gift fashion forever. You're the man, Hey, so Hirsch, just so you kind of get an idea of the show, we have buttons that we hit, right? We you heard one. Right, that's when we get yep. a super chat. Uh, we got this one too. Scared money don't make money, you know. Pe- people love that button. That button kind of rides high. We've already had a few in there, so I had to make that up for a loss. Uh, and but we've got it. We got and people been asking for Steve to get a button. He doesn't have any control on his end, thankfully. Uh, but <laughs> we finally got Steve an FSU button, and somebody just donated five dollars. Dominic Tudor to press Steve's button. I mean, my heart is li- literally destroyed, but I I gotta give it to oh, him when when the people cool. ask. And that that's Holly <laughs> at an FSU baseball game. <laughs> oh man. I wasn't in my best I wasn't in my best form if, at, at that moment. Dang it, I was passionate and I'm sticking with it. If that's my button, that's my button. Let's go, baby. What's up? Hey. <laughs> they, hey it, Dave says Dave Soderquist says, Hey Hirsch. He says, Big Hirsch, what it do? What up, Dave? <laughs> so Hirsch, I want to get your opinion because I mean you're you're obviously very knowledgeable about this recruiting stuff. We talked about this like we're 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 kind of slowly, you know, each and every day we're learning more about it and getting and getting to know more about it. So it's cool to it's really great to talk to you about it, understand it some more. Can can you break down where because this goes into the arts thing, right? People are arguing that he only deserves three stars, four or five stars, right? Um, where, how are these stars, where are they, where are they accumulating from? Like, where does the conversation come from? Is it, is it a clickbait thing? Like, right. Is it just a popularity contest? Obviously skills involved. I know, but it, to, lately it seems to me that it, it's more of a, it, it's an NIL button. Now it's a publicity button. It doesn't have the same type of, uh, you know, presence that maybe it once did. Um, Honestly, that is a conversation that just really depends on who you talk to about it. Everyone Fair enough. has their hot opinion of of the rating systems. Um, I personally don't put a ton of stock into it anymore because I know that teams are real quick to uh, make buddy buddy and maybe slip some some money where they need you know if a kid needs a boost. We've seen it too many times. I mean, you see a kid, you know, we used to make uh, jokes. Steve might know this about uh, Newberg, Josh Newberg and the, and the Berg bumps. You know, FSU would get a commitment under Willie of a kid that had no rating whatsoever. And within 30 minutes, he was a high three star. Yeah, he's a three, four star guy. <laughs> like, how, how does that uh, happen? I mean, how does a kid that you, 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 had, you didn't have enough tape on him to rank him before, but now you do because you sure didn't watch that in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I'm glad I'm glad that somebody who has, is, is, has been in the game for a minute is in the same, same mindset that I am, that it's like, it just seems fishy. <laughs> it just seems like a very good old boy club, and if you're it not is, in it... <laughs> I mean, once upon a time, I, you know, when it was, when there were fewer s- services... 
and all of these guys that work for the services actually went to every camp and scouted these kids and watched all the tape. You know, it they were a lot more to me accurate and and a lot of the a lot of legitimate time was put into them. Now, I, I you know, if Arch doesn't camp and all he has is game film against. I'm sorry, um, not the best competition in the United States. Um, Christians of the poor of South Louisiana. <laughs> I, was, I was like, don't hold back, Hirsch. I, I, I see it. You better tell, you better tell me what there you're was, thinking, there Hirsch. Was so much right there on the it was like, the he's like, like, how do I configure this? I got to remember, I got to remind myself, am I going to talk like I'm on Twitter? Or am I going to talk like I'm in a, no, um, seriously. I mean, even you're in the family, baby. Got a new subscriber from Dwayne. Thank you, Dwayne. That live in Louisiana that know who he plays against say, oh yeah, that, that ain't, that ain't the best of competition at all. And especially in Louisiana. So you're not using camp footage. He didn't go to elite 11. The first ever top-ranked quarterback to never go to the Elite Eleven. That was shocking to me. But once again, if you've is made it, it to you don't, it if you've made it to where you don't have to go to a camp, why are you going to go to a camp? Yeah, I agree, and that, that's where my frustration comes in. I think they're they the the star rating is hurting the entire platform. It, it, it's gonna it's gonna ruin the excitement. This right here that we're talking about, where we get to see these kids more and more. Right, all these camps that were created to put more, more, you know, more eyeballs on them, right, to help them, are not gonna, not gonna go away. This art, it's gonna be called, it's gonna be known as the Manning effect, is what's gonna happen. We, real quick, we got a few things. We got Rob Scar just became a member. Thank you for becoming a member and earning your wings there, Rob. Appreciate it. Became a pig skin, and then Mike uh, Litteris, our boy, says I like Hirsch more than Boomer. That guy was a dookie. So you got some love there, Hirsch. There, big big fans of the Hirsch, man. So I love it. Anytime I can get rated over Big Game Boomer is a win for me. I think I don't uh, think it's I don't are. think it's hard, but I agree. <laughs> low low don't, bar. Don't, don't measure yourself by the lowest comment. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna say I can't. I'm not rip, creating grass. Isn't my strength, so I'm just gonna go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, it. But for Boomer, who's out there, look, we loved him. He was he came in ready to fight. We gave him only just a we gave him a sparring match at best. We were we were we were kinder than that I think he was anticipating. Yeah, we we we, we, we kept it, we kept it PG. We kept it PG. Boomer might be the one of the few people on Twitter at some point I blocked because I was tired of seeing his stuff come up on my feed all the time. Yeah, it's like, funny. Oh. You're not the first person in the in the comments to say that. There was a bunch of people who said I haven't seen anything from that guy on Twitter in a minute. I've had him blocked for a long time. Uh, it's but just, it's just man because like I said earlier, he's he's succeeding in his in his goal. He he gets the interactions. And the sooner that people realize that half of the stuff he does is just for your interaction. You yeah, know, but isn't that what made Fine Bomb so popular? Right? I mean, isn't that what, exactly. what got all to, exactly. to to be like you have what to know he your is? Audience. Yeah, <laughs> you know your audience. He dude, he's a Tennessee grad. And he just became this Alabama like like bullhorn, and nobody paid a single attention to his past. And all of a sudden, now he's like you know the the Alabama like sounding board of Alabama. And, but yeah, but everybody loves to attack him for it. And at the end of the game, at the end of the day, he just takes his headset off, and he still went to Tennessee. Doesn't he? Doesn't care at all. He doesn't care. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you? We you have a, you have a platform and. People are you're getting numbers in that platform by doing what you do best. We can all anybody that's in this 
in this game, that's all you can strive for. Liver, I you know, agree. Liver, hate. There's, there's, there's a somebody, somebody's got to be the troll on Twitter. We, we, we got to have somebody that we can all agree on and hate. And to be, to be fair, big game boomers bringing us all together here tonight. So as much <laughs> as we want to hate, I mean, he's bringing, he's, he's bringing the boys. Well we all agree. Well Every one of his polls is crap. And <laughs> there we go. There we go. So we're all, we're all in agreement. And look, we're talking about him. So he's winning again. <laughs> he's winning again. Look, I, the minute, and I'll, I'll say one more thing, and then we'll get off of that for sure. The minute we get a list of the top fifty coaches of all time, and Urban Meyer wasn't on it, I knew what I knew what his game was. He wasn't on that list. I didn't see that list. We made a list of top fifty coaches of all time, and Urban was not on it. I mean, not a big fan of the personality of the guy, but coaching wise, you got to yeah, got to put him on there. Not even a discussion. It's. I mean, you took Utah to a bowl game. Have you have, have you ever seen Billy uh, or Coach Urban in a in a quarter zip? I mean, in Ohio. At a, I mean, anything can go. That guy, that that automatically gets him a top twenty-five bid. It's <laughs> not even a question. What's that, like I said, and he and he fought people tooth and nail about that take in his comments, and I was like, crazy. Either he really believes this, which is ridiculous, or he's just stirring it up. He's or just he's just stirring the hornet's nest. Yeah, yep. you can't, yeah if you're gonna stir it up, you gotta fight it, right? You can't like just I you said, can't just put it like out I there. Said, that's, like, that's what I call yeah, kicking right. the anthill. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That that's insanity. Well, look, Hirsch, I, we we got some other things we got to hop on to, man. I I love that you came on the show. If, if we would love to have you, that, that you're always welcome on the show, man. You you have been an absolute pleasure and, and a great time. You fit right in, which is which is Absolutely, awesome. Absolutely, guys, I appreciate it. Anytime, I'll be happy to be here. I we, we appreciate it, man. You have a good night. Uh, make sure you guys go check out. Respect our decision. Do you want to say anything, Hirsch? Kind of plug anything before you go, man. Uh, just um, check us out. Our new episode will drop first thing Friday morning. Um. Check us out on Twitter at RespectRDCN. And um, we appreciate all the love, guys. Thank you so much. Love it, Hirsch. Appreciate it, man. You, you have a good right. night, man. Thank you. Have a good, good night, night fellas. Appreciate it, boss. All righty. Good guy, man. That was that was a good time, bro. Her, he, was, he, 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 he was a hoot, dude. Uh, he was he he was dialed in with with his comment, but very knowledgeable. That was really cool. That's why I was excited to have him on. Guy, the guy knows what he's talking about. He's been in the game for a long time. All those guys are that that are on the show. So uh, it was really cool to to get him on there. Sorry, guys, we haven't been too much into the chat. Obviously, we, we wanted to show her her some respect. You guys have been in there, um, having a good time per usual. Uh, Route up as always. I love it, guys. Welcome to the freaking show. It's we. <laughs> I'm fired uh, up, man. I'm still right I off the high. I'm still right on the high from Sunday. It was an absolute banger of a show. We're vibing tonight. Got 170 plus people in here. You guys are incredible. The energy is insane. We got a new member tonight, which I'm always down for a good member show, right? Uh, we got likes flowing, subscribers flowing. You guys are great. If you guys are brand spanking new, like people and subscribe. Oh my God. Join the show. Do we do we do we move the news up a little sooner? Do we move the hot news up a little sooner? Should we just while we're smoking? I mean, well, I mean, right now we're smoking. Look, we're we got we we got right. we got the people, we got the eyeballs. We wait till the end, and some folks start to like they start to wane. You know, they start to Steve, they start to find other things to do. You don't have to ask me twice, ladies and gentlemen. You guys have been asking, you've been hollering, you've been yelling, you've been in the comments about it. We heard you, okay? We heard you. It's it's been too long. Uh, it's not has been too long. It's been a it's been a good healthy time, I guess you can say. Uh, we're really, I, we're really excited about this. We put a lot of time and effort into these things. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, really pumped to see how these things do and how you guys love them. Uh, we got merch. 
we 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 went out and we did a thing and we got some freaking merch and we we can't we're we're, we're pumped uh the link is in the description uh at the moment you, it's been live for like two days uh, so you guys could have already been there, but you didn't even know. Uh, but the links in the description, let me show you kind of a few things here that we've got working here. These are the first two shirts, which are just absolute bangers. I mean, we're already starting off hot. So we've got to the left there. That is a custom design, by the way, uh, boys and girls, uh, that is a beat Utah shirt. So it's a gator choking out a Utah swoop. That is a, again, a custom made shirt. I went to, I went to a, an artist and had that drawn on the front of it. It says, uh, beat Utah. As you can see right here, it says beat Utah on the pocket there. It is a comfort color shirt. So it is a high qual. I'm literally wearing a comfort color shirt at, as we, as we speak, cause it's literally my favorite shirts. Okay. Uh, then we've got the old ball coach, the goat on the right here it says goat on the front and it's got the ball coach on the back. Just really, I'm freaking out. It's really cool, that's, fun oh, stuff. I, that, dude, that's, that's awesome. I love that. I love that that graphic. I love that design. You, it, it, even in the Gator in the Gator font, man, you can't go wrong. It's it's too cool, man. The 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 look the beat Utah shirt is the one that I'm really really excited about. I I love the old '90s throwback. We have so many ideas for these for for Utah, for Kentucky, for FSU, for Georgia. We even got Steve a shirt. Uh, again, the success depends on how far we can go with these things. But we're really really wanting to push these things as much as we can. Especially like again this beat Utah one. That's a big one for us. When we go to the game, we're going to be bringing these with us as well because I think again they only have a a certain lifespan to those. Uh, we've got this. Oh, so there's two versions. This one has a pocket. This one does not have a pocket. Um, we got a scare money, don't make money hoodie. You already know. There's black, there's white, and then there's gray. That's a banger itself. Uh, we got an old classic hoodie here. It's a champion style hoodie. Very soft hoodie. It's an all over print. Very cool. Uh, then we've got just a classic high top uh, pocket tee. Method on the back, just multiple colors. Feeling frisky. You want to support the brand. That was a fun one. Uh, polo, if you, want to, if you want to rock the high top at work. Um, and then uh, gator polo here or gator t-shirt here orange and blue a little crew neck uh, another version of the polo we got some uh, old ball coach socks and then the socks baby what's up come on with it and then we got hats but the hats are are, are out projected about eight weeks so there's only there's a limited supply on that everything else are, we are a little bit more open on but the hats are limited supply so you can see it's a mock-up of the hat and then when we go over it's what it what it's gonna look like remember it's this hat here that we got that's what where well, there's one version of it and then there is a uh, a black version of it so I, whatever you feel obviously orange and blue is fine but again there's a limited supply so as soon as they're gone, they're gone. There's nothing we can do. We'll order more, obviously, but there's only a limited supply. And then I know we got a lot of Northerners. We've got some Colorado people. I learned from our members that from Colorado, uh, Ohio, right? You guys are all over. And so I wanted to show some love and keep your ears warm. So we give you guys a beanie too uh, for the ones that are up north. But again, the hats are limited. So if you want to go get a hat, scoop yourself up a hat. But whew, I'm well, excited. I'm pumped about that, man. Like I look, even when the, when we first tested it, I had uh, I had like three or four things in the cart. I was ready to go. My gosh, uh, yes. Dominic Tudor, you go to high uh, hightopsport.com, and you're gonna go to the uh, to the shop. Yep, and there's link. There's a link in the description. There's a link in the description. Yeah, Tyler right Cooey just became a member. Piggy is on the other screen, and Cody, nine ninety nine, get some merch, sell them out. Absolutely. Go get yourself some merch, ladies and gentlemen. There's a link in the description to go get this hot, fresh gear. We are, like I said, I'm really excited about it. We put a lot of time and effort into making it really cool because I'm very passionate about it. If you're going to buy something, I want you to enjoy it. I want it to feel good. And I want you. I want it to look cool. Like, look, I'm, I'm proud to wear this. Like, not just to buy it and get something. Like, these are really fun items to get. 
I ordered some stuff already that I'm excited to get. Uh, I haven't, I, I just fit, put together this, these two shirts here. Uh, so I need to go ahead and order those because these literally are my two favorite shirts. Um, I've got, we've got so many ideas. I've got a make Hubert idea that I want to do. Uh, there's a ton of ideas that we've got. Um, so we're really excited about it and we're going to work on it. So check it out. Links in the description. I hope you guys uh, are excited about it as, as much as we are. So thanks for that. Appreciate Whew. it guys. Yeah, you guys. I know. You, You've had that on the tip of your tongue for a minute. You've been excited about it, but my gosh, we had some people here. We were we were rolling. We had the Hirsch on the back end. We had the uh, the the wind at our sails. Let's let's go. Let's let's let them know. Yeah, that uh, they're saying the beat talk beat beat Utah shirt is gonna gonna sell out. When we got the the shot glass filled up, which is always a good time too. So that's fun. All right, boys and girls, let's get back to the comments. Appreciate you guys letting us kind of rant for a minute and talk about that. Uh, we really do appreciate it, George. The beat Utah shirt. You better buy a, a, a beat Utah shirt, George. That literally was it's it's inspired by all the beat Utahs that we get in our comments. That shirt was made for you, George. There's more colors than just blue, guys. So go check it out. But there, we gotta get we gotta get those Utah shirts out there. Let them know it's the, the old 90s throwback I'm, I'm pumped for that shirt so check those things out um so florida georgia moving out of jacksonville i want you to go first steve because you were talking about it already a little bit i know people were already in the comments earlier on going on about it i have a i have a a, a unique perspective on it so i'm gonna let you go first um so look you know being in jacksonville i i the, the cocktail party belongs here. It just feels natural. It's always been a part of, of Jacksonville itself. It gives Georgia and Florida somewhat of a neutral site to always play that game. And if you've ever walked into that stadium and seen the line that is literally drawn right down the center of the, the red and black and the orange and blue, and both of the bands are playing back and forth together, both of the uh, fans are just chanting their, their their team chants. It is one of the most iconic and, to me, one of the, the most looked forward to games of the year. Not to mention, the game itself isn't as exciting as what's happening outside the stadium. It is called the world's largest outdoor cocktail party for a reason. They, the RVs start rolling in on Wednesday. These things plug in. They're there. These like, You walk and you walk and you walk, and it is miles of people who have come down or up for this game. Um, look, I, to take it out of Jacksonville feels a little bit weird. Now, it happened for a very, very short period of time when the Jaguars were coming in and they had to, to meet certain stadium expectations for the NFL, Florida played in uh, Stanford stadium and Stanford stadium played down in Gainesville and they did a one and one, but as fast as they could get the game back in Jacksonville, they did. There's always been some back and forth a little bit to where do they feel that there's a, you know, a desire for each team to actually get to play in the other stadium. But it just, to Fred me, Smith. it just, as long as, uh, as long as I've known the Florida Georgia game, I'm old. That's fact. That's where it's been. That's where it's been. I mean, like wooden bleachers, you know, you could bring in uh, your own coolers. You could, you just, it just, it felt natural for college football, just like the Texas Oklahoma game. It's the Texas state fair. And it's a, it is just, you drop this football game into the middle of it. And it just becomes this Mecca of what it looks like is the biggest uh, outdoor cocktail party tailgate, whatever you want to call it. But it is miles of, of just fun. Even as an FSU fan, I go every year, 
I walk around, I wear an FSU shirt. The most, you know, used comment ever is, I think you're at the wrong game. I know where I am. I know where I am down here. Well, kind of, you, you don't, you don't know because you're drunk, but you, you, but you know. Well, I mean, that's, that's residual from the night before. So, so, so you, so you think it should stay? Of course. Yes, absolutely. I mean, especially right now when we feel like we're just kind of ripping away certain traditions uh, out of college football, don't, don't take that one. So there's there's two parts to this. From a fan side of things, I think it's it's a, it's very it's 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 black and white. There's no reason you should ever move it out of Jacksonville. It's absurd, right? Where the Kirby Kirby's playing is the recruiting side because you can't bring recruits to a non uh, to a uh, a neutral site. And so, look, it, it's it's benefiting the Gators too. And it's tough because I don't want it to move. I would hate for it to move. But I also know that look, we even talked about it on the, the cast with Scott from uh, on on Sunday, of what's the biggest rivalry, right? It's Florida versus Georgia. The energy for those games is insane, and when Bama plays Auburn, right, it's either in Bama or Auburn. That's a big game for recruits to go and see, kind of like your teams at their max. Florida for FSU, they're playing at, they're playing at each other's house, right? Miami, FSU, playing at each other's houses. So these big games, LSU, Bama, at each other's houses. Right, so they have the opportunity to go and bring those recruits, and those are big games. Those are big kind of swaying games. If you can bring somebody into LSU versus Alabama, I mean LSU at any time is huge, but right, that's huge. So I get it from that side. I, I like everyone's calling him a crybaby. I'm like, yeah, but it makes sense. Like that's a big game. You that if we as Gator fans know that is the game of that is that is the rivalry. It's not FSU really. It's Florida Georgia. We talked about it this weekend. It's the it's the bigger game. Like, I, I, FSU's fun, but honestly, it's at a, to me, it's at a weird time of the year. It's at the end, so kind of depending on how our seasons go, it's weird, right? But for some reason, that Florida-Georgia game, it's always, it's a, it's a who's going to take first place kind of game in the, in the SEC East. So it has a lot of value. Um, so I, can, I see both sides. I don't think he's being a baby. I think he's honestly being like, hey, like, we're losing out. The teams that we're competing against are having an upper hand because they get to bring recruits to their massive games. From a fan perspective, you're like, yeah, why would you ever take that away? Like you just said, people are driving their RVs down. It's a week-long event, 100%. People are making a ton of money off of it. And that's where the other part of it is. I'm like, is it worth the money that you get from these events, right? The schools, I don't know how much they're getting. Could they get more if it went home? I don't know. I don't think so because I think they're able to, because of the, all over the all around it, right? Those That place is built for that. Uh, but I get where he's coming from. I have never really, I've, I've never considered it. I've always thought it was dumb and kind of just brushed it off, but I think with being more invested in it and talking about it more and seeing it, I I I, I support it. I would well, be pissed. The easy, wouldn't the easy outcome be to just say you can take recruits? But then, so like, I think that the easy solution that, be like yes, but then that changes the rule, I guess, for everybody. But at the same time, look, I I don't I I, I yes, I agree with you because I'm pretty sure when you guys put Bama played FSU, that wasn't at home, that was neutral, right? And that no, would have yeah, been a great. Yeah, that would have been a great yeah. game for – so that means they can't yeah, bring in the bowl games or anything play, like that. we play LSU this year, we're playing in the, the – I, I If know, I had to guess, if I had to guess, I bet that rule's into place for so people can't take their take recruits to bowl games because then now there's there's teams that don't get to play in bowl games, right? And now those, sure. and now those teams have an upper hand and outside advantage that if schools aren't able to go to a bowl game just because of, you know, where so, they're yeah, at. So they're, but I mean, think about think about how many neutral site games they started coming up with. I mean, if you look back in the last what ten years, 
there's a there's a college football kickoff weekend that ends on Labor Day, and there's always that crescendo to the Labor Day game, right? Which was just a couple of years ago. It was Alabama FSU. It was in Atlanta. So yeah, so you're right. I mean, it, it's a it's a strong possibility that the reasoning that you can't take recruits to a neutral site game is to keep bowl games from mattering that much. But we've put a lot of emphasis on neutral site games. Uh, Notre Dame played a neutral site game to open the the year uh, a, a couple of years ago. Look, I think that might I mean, be the it, fix. It, it's it's just, become part of the normal scheduling now. If you sure, listen. I agree with that. I agree that. But Georgia and Florida, that I mean, that's always a big game, like a, a one-off game. That game is it's exciting for the year, for the season, but it's not a a, 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 a you know just a massive game in a sense for the, the schools every year in and year out that you're missing out on. Every so often, that's part of it. But Georgia and Florida are missing out, and they asked Billy about it. And we're gonna get into kind of the Billy's uh, interview. And I don't want to get too much and into his, his answer. We'll talk about that here in a second. But I loved his answer to it. it, it, it I love Billy, and I have I'm fifty I'm seventy thirty on him right now on the personality. And this is me personally because who I am as a character. Uh, but his response was really good. He goes, "I haven't even played any yet, so I would love to play in it." Which I loved. I loved that take of like, "Look, I'm not going to speak on it because I haven't had a chance to really see it." Uh, to me, it was a little bit of a cop out, but I get it. It was an easy cop out. We got to get we got some super chats. I don't want to miss out on uh, four ninety nine from Daniel Riviera. Uh, I think they were talking about the T-shirts. He says, "Ugga not getting hunted. Ugga doing the hunting." I promise you that Kirby smart. Unless Kirby, okay. I love that. Um, let's see here. Let me see. There was one more I just missed. It was nine ninety nine. Cam Bishop, uh, keep up the good work, boys. The game needs to stay in Jack Sco Gators. I, I love it. I wanted to see what uh, what what's going on here. Um, what they're what what they're saying about it. It helps keep the tradition and helps both to be honest. Um, what are you seeing, Steve? Oh, uh, I got Adrian Shaw. I uh, hate to agree with a null, but I'm 100% correct. That's somebody who's been to the game. Like, somebody who has been to that. Look, from, I told you, from a fan perspective, I agree with you. To say I'm in love with it. For people who haven't, it's probably easy to not care. Look, we, we get we get frustrated. I'm telling you, you go, if, uh, Georgia in the swamp, that, bro. That, that would be, would be, don't get me wrong, it would, it would be sick. I mean, maybe they take a, a like a, a hiatus. Maybe they take like a, a two years off, they play a one and one, and then they come home and they come back to, to the Jacksonville side. I don't know. I just, the fact that it's just this, it's just always a split stadium and you just look at it and it's you, too it, cool. I, 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 I couldn't disagree for, again from a fan ah, perspective. It's, it's so, it's so it's difficult. I get, I get where they're coming from for a Florida and a Georgia fan, like to pick up that extra home game on a schedule. And it be that game, like that's a that's a Super Bowl in the middle of the year. Especially if you know it's short term. Like let's say hypothetically, they say, "All right, we're going to take two years off." Let's just say twenty four and twenty five. Uh, Florida plays in Sanford, and the Gators or the and then the Dogs come down to the swamp. That the tickets for those two games on both sides would be re- unbelievable. Like, I mean, I couldn't imagine how expensive they would be because especially if you take it away, right? It's only like a, a two game thing. And then we're only going to come back to that once every 10 years. So you spend eight years in Jacksonville, you take two in your, in your back and forth stadium and you come back to eight in Jacksonville, being in Jacksonville, it would kill me, but I could see doing something like that could be fun and keep, keep some, 
some just I don't know, just keep a little bit of 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 fire to it. That doesn't fix the problem. I I I I, I get what you're saying, but it doesn't fix the problem of the recruiting aspect. And it's like the atmosphere in Jack is always electric. What recruit won't want to be part of that? There's not they're not allowed to be there. Is the issue? It's not that they wouldn't be. I agree. I think if that's the other part. What you said is like, well, just lift the rule, right? If that's easy. Just allow them to have that. I feel like that, to me, isn't a neutral site anymore, right? That isn't like a, a, a Bama playing FSU for the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Like, that, to me, it, it's 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 literally a second home field for these two guys because of how often they've played there. Right. Right. So Yeah, and then, then not only that, but then, I don't know. If, if you could make a, an easy exception for one game, like, it's one game. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, and I don't know if people remember this, but it wasn't that long ago that Alabama and Auburn didn't play in their respective stadiums. They didn't they didn't have home and homes. They played in the Iron Bowl, which that was that was where all of the games were played. And, you know, they were able to, to you know, to, they only left that scenario because the stadium became so dilapidated that they were like, you know, this game is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and the stadium isn't keeping up with it. The stadium now is keeping up with it. Um, but I mean, that's, I think there's, I think there's an easier way to satisfy both teams to make them want to stay here than there is to just take away and just find an, an easy way to rip out a tradition. That's just been, you know, I don't know. It just feels, it just feels awkward. I, it, Look, I, 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 it's tough because I agree. Charles is saying he, he's from Utah, so he hasn't been in the Gator games, but he was saying like BYU versus Utah and, and each stadium is electric. Uh, he's right. Um, he hasn't been obviously to Jacksonville yet, which is also electric. Uh, but I can't imagine that a BYU-Utah game is anything near the electricity of a Florida-Georgia game, only because, you know, BYU and Utah are somewhat... But, Muddy makes a great point. He goes, I don't know why, but it seems like everyone is a rival to Florida except Vandy. Uh, South Carolina, Kentucky, Mizzou are where, where, where South Carolina's UK or Kentucky's and Missouri top 10 to beat. Georgia, Tennessee, FSU, Bama, and LSU are our rivals. And I agree with that. I always feel like, to me, no matter what the ranking is for Kentucky or Tennessee or FSU or LSU, those games are always insane. And I definitely believe that Florida has more of an advantage on that sense of a rivalry than Georgia. Georgia doesn't have that, I don't believe, just because they haven't been good for so long, right? I feel like they're doing, like Georgia LSU, not a big deal, right? Uh, Georgia, Kentucky, eh, it's okay. Georgia, Tennessee, it's, okay. it's not like Florida, Tennessee. It's not like Florida, Kentucky. So those parts I do agree with. And maybe that's why Kirby's pushing a little bit harder because he knows that, look, Almost every game that Florida plays is just a big. It's just a big game. Like like he said, outside of the outside, of, even South Carolina is a big game, especially because uh, old old ball coach went over there and kind of made that more of like a. Well, shit. Now sure. we gotta we gotta dial this in a little bit. We just got a, a super chat from North Florida White Trash. Five bucks. Let's see what he said. Hold on. <laughs> he said, "Did you know the day that Chief Osceola died? He had drank five gallons of sweet tea. Later that night, he drowned in his his tea pit." <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my goodness! Uh, North Florida it. white trash. You are you are the man, sir. You just are the gift that keeps on giving. So look, CJ Dorsey has a, a a decent point, and this is something I've heard from a lot of Georgia fans for a while. It's it, the game is played what an hour and a half from Gainesville. The game is played six hours from uh, from Athens. 
So it's never really been in Georgia's advantage to come down here as much as it has been for yeah, Florida I, fans. I've there. always felt that too. It was like, look, they're like, oh, it's the same, it's the same distance. Yeah, for from from school to school, but we're talking about fan base. No, still it, not. It's, it's a it's oh a God. it's a it's a gator. It's a look, George, look, it's so it's not though because Georgia Georgia fans are everywhere too. Uh, it's not that far from South Georgia, so it, it, I can see it. You can make the argument, but I feel like if you're in if you're in Florida, but you got to pick a state. And somebody said you should you should rotate between Atlanta and Jacksonville. Yeah, now, that would be sick. Yeah, CJ, look, a, a, a rotation between Jacksonville and Atlanta force Florida fans to go up to Georgia. And and obviously Georgia fans are have are used to coming down to uh to to Florida and got- it's it's difficult because if you look at some of the most I don't know metropolis cities in in Florida right you've got Jacksonville's a big ass damn town you've got Orlando that's only two hours away and then you've got Tampa that's four hours away at best so it, you're you're basically what you're saying is that Florida fans who live in Miami have to drive as far as Georgia fans that live in Atlanta, which seems heavy. So we're moving it, we're moving it to Gainesville. That's what we decided. Oh, look, well, I think, I think it, I think gonna it, rotate. I like your idea of, of leaving it, making it stay and, uh, and, and maybe lifting the rule. Uh, John Wilcox, $2 super chat said parking around Legion field go, is sketchy. Let's go, Wilcox. That's a member right there, too, big dog. Oh, that's it. It's Legion Field. It's called the Iron Bowl, but it was Legion Field, and you are a hundred percent correct. Get that, get that man his his wings, baby. <laughs> um, all right, great, great topic, guys. That was fun. I, it, yeah, it, it, yeah, I had a good time talking about that. So we got Tebow talks about AR. Says he's an absolute beast. He's explosive. Tebow is excited to watch him this year, uh, as we all are. I mean, we are all just, just. Fired up. I mean, who's who's not fired up to to watch uh, Anthony Richardson? So we had a chance to interview uh, AR this past weekend on Sunday. Incredible experience. Too cool, if I had to say so myself. Uh, it was fun to kind of get down and sit with him and try to get to know him a little bit more. Uh, when you talk with somebody, and this is where I have a hard time. I, I started this, and I, we, we started this, and I like doing these things because I like to get rowdy. I like to get. Uh, I like to talk a lot of shit. And I like to have an opinion on things, and I like to voice my concerns and my thoughts. And it's hard to when you meet somebody and you talk to them to hold, you know, to, to say the things you were gonna say. When you get to know the guy, it's much harder to hold somebody or say something wrong. Not that I had anything to say negatively about Anthony. That's not what I'm getting at. But it's now gonna be a lot harder for me to hold him to, you know, to roast him a little bit because I got to know the guy. I talked to his mom. Right, I spoke with him. Like just great people, yeah. like gen- like genuinely great people. I talked to each person for about thirty minutes, and like you don't get to know somebody, but you can feel like there was they weren't faking it. It, it wasn't hard, right, through the conversation. Uh, but something that I really caught my eye or my attention that I enjoyed talking to Anthony about was it's in the interview too that Billy says he gave he gave him the 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 head coach title, not just a captain title, right, not just a leader title, but a head coach title. Which it speaks volumes about Billy and his mindset, and we'll get into that too. But what's important about that, and I, I talked about it in the interview, is because he's making Anthony think like what a CEO would think, like like, hey, you have to think five games in advance or two plays in advance, or your your mindset has to be different. A captain and a leader on the field, you throw the C on the chest, and you come out there, and you're leading from the moment the the 
the the whistle blows to so the moment it ends, and you're leading it off the field and then at school. But it's a little, it's more of like how do you carry yourself? You lead by example, and you kind of pull somebody out of the fire when they're acting like an idiot. That's as far as that to me. That's as far as that goes. Now each captain, obviously, it ranges, but when you get the head coach title, it puts a lot more of a responsibility than that we we will never be able to see, right? which I, I think is huge from, from a Billy and from uh, that mindset of, of giving Anthony that role and for him to say, yeah, that, that's, that's my role. I think it speaks volumes to where Billy has trust in Anthony, right? And I think it speaks volumes on to where just the program in it is as a whole. I've never heard that before in my, in my time of, of listening. I have never heard it. I could be, you know, new to the game, but I haven't heard somebody say like, hey, you, I need you to think like a head coach. Never heard that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is a different concept, right? I mean, it's 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 not just uh, like you said a captain title. Um, you know, even the NFL has the uh, the captain badge and then the stars underneath it to tell you how many times they've been named a, a team captain. But to go as far as to give uh, the kid the, the 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 mental trust that when he goes out there and he needs to make a check and he needs to make a decision and he needs to do it on the fly. He's not looking back at the sideline. Like, if you, if you got it, you got it. Go. I trust you. And I think trust is a big a big part of a team when you're putting 11 on each side. If a coach can get you out there and put you in the best position, that's great. But having somebody on the fly who's looking at it and watching it and seeing things develop, not even during the play, but before the snap, and that that player who has that that badge and has that confidence from his coaches behind him knows that he can make checks and decisions and reads and you know just do the things that he feels he needs to do to make the team succeed that that'll change the game especially if those things turn out to be the right decisions early um but again you, you know you you don't see that a lot in in football you know you've got a lot of these teams where you know, the, the quarterback goes out there and the entire team turns to the sidelines and they're throwing up scorecards and game cards and they're blocking out things with towels. And there's like a whole like hand, a hand sign going like there's somebody needs to steal second. I don't know. But like to send this kid out there with the confidence that uh, like if you see something, make the decision and then play to it. And let's you know, if it's the wrong decision, that's fine. We'll fix it tomorrow when we're watching film. But for now, if you're out there and you have a gut feeling and you see something, dang it, go with it. And we'll talk about it later. (laughs) Yeah, no, like I said, I love love that mindset. And again, it was really cool to kind of talk to him on a more personal level. Uh, these, These interviews are tough with the players because I know when I'm asking him questions, he's been asked the same question 19 times. And I hate to ask the same questions, but we all want to hear from, you know, you want to hear it again and try to, you know, prod something out of them. Uh, the reason why I also said getting to know them and where it's tough is because you ask a question and you know you're going to get the cheese ball, softball answer, right? I think I asked him, like, hey, who's your favorite player? And he gave me a very political answer. And, it, you know, when you're watching the interviews on TV, it's like, no, you got to you gotta poke them. Like, what? Do you, no, give me, give me somebody. Give me somebody. And in the moment, you're not, you don't want to look like an idiot. You don't want to overstep your boundary. And that's where it's a little tough. Uh, we, I've built up a, a relationship with Lorenzo, so I was more comfortable and relaxed with him on kind of, you know, busting the chops with him a little bit. Uh, Zip was really cool. I was kind of, you know, getting getting zesty with him. And Anthony was very easy to talk to, very calm, cool, collected. Um, 
But this is this is the hard part. This is the part that I've got to learn because I still got. I want to be myself. I want to be kind of zesty and, and and zag with those guys. But it's when you get to, like I said, you get to know them. You're like, well, I don't want to be a dick now. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, sitting next to you, and you're like, okay, this is great. Yeah, you know, you your know, size, you your hands are really big. Yeah, I, right. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not <laughs> I gonna say. Imagine what they would look like wrapped around my tiny throat. So I'm gonna skip that. I'm gonna skip that question, and uh, we'll move on to the next one. Like because the, the 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 name when he changed his name, there's a lot of people in the comments kind of going at it about it, which I, I knew that was going to happen. I really didn't play into it too much. Um, like kind of saying he's, he's dumb. He shouldn't have done that. He could have probably made more money if he stuck to the AR-15, the name, right? And look, I think you can look at it both ways. And I even told him live, and I wasn't lying when I said that. I was like, look, I was hesitant on, on putting AR-15 in the title because it's just the world that we live in. Yeah. And so what was frustrating to me is because I remember when it first came out, I was like, man, it's a really cool, cool nickname. You can really play to a fan base, right? With, with that nickname, who who would appreciate it and support you? And again, we live in Florida, so we're in a, a, a you know a big state with you know gun gun activists are very heavy down here. So I was like, yeah, you're going to have a lot of supporters, right? Uh, but at the same time, it, you've got he's got to look at it as as a, as a whole. And everyone's kind of giving him a hard time for doing it. I was like, look, whether you agree with guns and, and act and you know support that, you can still support it, but understand him as like a brand. Uh, as like, look, he, he, he's getting, you're pushing him into, you're making him choose a side by that nickname. That's the problem. He shouldn't have to choose a side by his for, nickname. For who's not trying to choose a side. Like, That's just, my like, point. It's just, it's just a nickname people. Like <laughs> what are we to do? But I mean, to his point, like, you know, you, you look, you and I, like we've talked about like what it takes to go into getting one of these videos on Google and the hashtags and some of the SEO and just some of the back end stuff that, you know, is not super exciting for anybody who watches this, but it's stuff that goes into it. And, you know, if you if you start having, you know, even a term that is harmless, that comes up in just your natural SEO stuff, it just knocks you out. And for us, like, look, we're not all that worried about it. But, you know, again, for him, he's trying to build a national brand. And, you know, if he's not able to get some of the search algorithms and some of the, the traction on, you know, people having an honest, genuine, you know, desire to just want to hear some of his interviews because of the, the, the nickname, they just move on for it from a kid. It, it doesn't matter. It's it, the, it, pro- the, the, the problem the, is too, because the attention span of people is so, so short, they'll forget it existed by the by, middle of the year. Well, by him making that decision, it, it, it seems like he's choosing to leave one side to go to another. And that was, I was like, yeah. it's not even that. Like, I mean, he came, he came I mean, kind of, he said it was because of that, but it's like, look, I didn't put myself in this corner in the first place. Like I just right. happen to fall into this corner. I was like, look, I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't hate this corner. I have nothing. I have nothing real issues with this corner, right? Like I don't really care whether this corner does this or not, and I don't support this corner. But if I disagree with this corner, I'm automatically associated with this corner. No, 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 no. I just don't want to be just standing here and you painted the walls around yeah, me. I just don't want to be in this corner. I want to be in this in the middle. Okay, I just want to hang out. And that's that's look. It's just to me. We got to keep it out of it. It's football. We go watch football to get away from it, and we complain about it because politics are brought into football. Well, we the fans are bringing politics into football by. Yeah, by we brought it in there, yeah. And then yeah. the kid, the kid made the right decision. Like, just get away from it before it gives you like yeah. one it, it, one it was, idiot out on the out there who just starts starts like poking holes into something that you didn't even make. Yeah. Uh, enough. Enough on that. So let's go. Let's go to Billy Napier. Um, I love the guy to death. It's so fun to watch this man talk. I mean, it puts I me to sleep. Puts me to sleep. Um, very calm, cool, and collected. 
here here's here's my my take on it um This is this is where I this is right this is right this is right struggle because I, I love it and this is where my my youth comes into play a little bit because of what I was just saying as I'm very hyper I get very wild right I like I love me some Lane Kiffin right what's the guy's name from from South Carolina I can't think of his name right now I just I saw it in the chats earlier he has been having a blast Muddy's gonna give it to me in two seconds don't even worry um, he's been having a good time with huh it's it's Frank Beamer's son. Was it Steve? Was it Steve Beamer? Steve Beamer, maybe. Um, he's a great time. He's fun. It's really, it's cool to watch him. Like he's hanging out with the players. He's bringing a ton of energy, right? It's it's just a, it's another side of the spectrum. Is all that it is. I enjoy that for me as as a fan. Um, watching uh Billy, he's he is straight as an arrow. Shane Beamer, Shane. he's straight. Thank you, Scoop. Straight as an arrow. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's fine. The reason why, look, the reason why you guys love this show and why we do this show is because we 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 kind of flound around. We're not really straight arrows. Like we we heard people say, like, hey, we like your podcast because it's not like a typical podcast. You have fun. You're 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 loud. You're crazy. That's what I enjoy. That's who I am as a person. That's what I enjoy watching. That's why I love Lane Kiffin. Like the guy is signing mustard bottles. Like, just yes, I need more of that in my life. Right? Like <laughs> that's now, it. that's what I but, want. The question begs, like, is that, but does that make a good head coach? I, probably not. I don't know, right? I mean, he hasn't really shown to be the guy just yet. Who shows to be the guy, the truth, the, 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 you know, the Mecca? Nick, right? And up until, yeah. and, and Nick, ha- he is a hard ass, and Nick kind of plays that line. Even Spur was a hard ass, though. So it's like, look, to me, it, it, it and I have the Nick versus Saban thing. It seems to me that, Billy is starting to is give me a lot of Nick vibes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any waves. I'm not gonna piss anybody off. I'm gonna say what you want to hear. I'm gonna acknowledge your question. I'm gonna say it with respect, and we're gonna keep it moving. It's just a good old Southern boy mentality, and I love it, right? Because I'm getting Nick Saban vibes. It just doesn't get me excited, and I love that. And I talked about it with Mullen too. Like, look, he didn't come. Like, that's what I loved about Muschamp. I got roasted for that too because I love the energy. Like. I don't know. I, I, I'm probably wrong here, and you shouldn't have that in a head coach, and I think Saban has shown that. I think Kirby does a really good job of managing both because he has a little bit of Saban in him, but he also is wild at times, so he's done a good job of managing the two. I, I guess the point is, is like I like the the hypeness because I don't see Billy coming in on the halftime and just giving me a speech that makes me want to run through a wall. Now, there could be, and that could be what his superpower is, is that when everybody else is watching, I'm I'm... Cool as a cucumber. Cool, cool as a as a as a cold uh, Girl Scout cookie, right? But when we go That's behind the, the doors. <laughs> when we go behind the doors and the locker room closes, right? I'm like uh, the coach from Friday Night Lights. I can't think of Coach Taylor. That's Coach Taylor in my eyes. Like outside, Coach Taylor didn't get, didn't 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 flinch. Very calm, kept it even keel. Behind the doors, right? Can't mm-hmm. lose, baby. Rock and roll. So, look, that could be there. That's kind of my take. But real quick, Billy is the next Saban, and here's why. Okay, I just gave you that entire spiel of, like, his his persona. He gives me very Nicky vibes on a sense of, like, here I am. Here's what I have to say. Do you have any questions? Thank you for your questions. Here's how it is. Nick is a little bit older now. He's kind of like a, a Belichick in a sense of, like, he'll give you a smart-ass response when he's frustrated. But for the most part, the guy is just keeping it right, right and tight, right? I, I went and did some research, guys. So, buck buckle up okay i went back and looked at uh the rankings for uh for bama football so bama went five and six 
five and seven. I think with a loss to I want to say Louisiana Monroe or seven and six. I think their first year they like they lost six in a row in Saban's first year. It was either five and six or seven and six. I can't remember. I think it was seven and six actually, and they lost six in a row. And then they think they won the bowl game, but the recruiting class too. I looked up and they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, four stars. We have ten, and they had a lot more three stars, but no five stars. Now again, this is a long time ago. It's two thousand seven. I understand. I'm just I'm making a wild comparison here, but the guy grew up under the Saban Saban you know uh, patriarchy, and he gives me the vibes of his personality. He seems to be recruiting kind of in the same mannerisms. All I'm saying is that like he's giving me he's giving me good vibes that we're headed in the right direction. It's all that I'm saying. It's all that I'm saying. It's it's a wild hot take, but it's a it's a fun one nonetheless if you kind of look into it a little bit. That's, sure, that's look, my that's it, my take, Steve. Sorry, I, that's, sorry. that's your take. Look, I'm not going to take it away from you. I think I think woof, boy. Uh, uh, for for a guy who hasn't actually played a single down of football, you are uh, you're, you're 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 putting you're putting some uh, some 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 shots out there. Now, the one thing I will say is, look, Saban has a coaching tree, and a lot of the coaches that have come under him have a lot of the same demeanor as him. Uh, Billy is a little bit more quiet. Uh, Dabo is a little bit more vocal, but he didn't start that way. Dabo, Dabo was a lot quieter of a guy until he started getting some success, some success. Fair Herbie, enough. Say, same thing. I uh, was a little bit more quiet. He was vocal when it came to like telling you how much he loved Georgia, but he played for Georgia. So he was recruiting not only for his job, but for his alma mater. Um, so I think it's, a, you know, there's a couple of coaches there that you could look at from a head coaching standpoint and say, yeah, there's some similarities here, and I don't. I'm not saying that that Napier doesn't have some similarities. I think he's got he he understands coach speak. He's not gonna he's not gonna say something. He's not gonna get too passionate in front of a microphone. Whereas sure. Muschamp would, he'd fire off. Uh, what was Butterteeth? Uh, uh, he'd get in front of a microphone and say anything like, uh, "My family's being threatened with suit, uh, like with murder." So there's a, there's a oh McElwain. <laughs> McElwain, yeah, I mean, like that guy. I like, I, I hated McElwain. I, I, I had yeah, he was awful. But look, and, and Muddy, but... Muddy said it. Maybe we need Borian. I, I'm not saying we don't need it. It's just I enjoy the hypeness. So, but look, I mean, here's what I would want for me personally. If I'm looking for a coach, I'm looking for a guy who can stay as composed as possible in front of the camera to never give a, to another team the ability to think that they that I'm cracked or that I, that they've even got a, a, a chink in the armor. But I also want a guy who, when you get back into the locker room, is going to look at a whiteboard and beat the living hell out of it because a linebacker doesn't know how to read the the, the option. You know, I mean, give and me that a could be that could be. We just don't see that. And I think that's, that's even more that's powerful. What I'm saying. And look, but Billy, see, he's young enough to still have fire in him. Like Saban has fire. It won't ever go out. And Kirby has fire. Dabo has fire. Fire. But these guys are smart enough to be composed when everybody's watching and they'll fire off some comments here and there. But behind, behind the scenes where you can't see things, I have a feeling that all four of those guys, and we'll just use those four examples. We could probably pick a million, but those four guys strike me as as soon as they're not being watched by a million people or even just 50 press people 
uh, on a practice field. You get behind a closed door and you are going to get stripped down and something will get thrown. I mean, even Jimbo was that way. Like Jimbo was pretty good in front of the camera. And then he, he, I mean, he had a couple of one-liners, but I know for a fact that that guy would go 100% jihad, even on just a bad practice. Um, So I I think what you're seeing is a lineage of Saban and the way that he has taught these coaches how to present, present, but manage. And that's the big thing. And, and, And for me, I think that's the biggest takeaway that all these guys will have with Saban is the ability so, to balance those two things. Uh, look, I, I, I am not saying that my opinion. I, I, I this is the first time that I don't. I think my opinion's right. It's really like a. It's the fanatic in me where I like that in a coach. Like when I'm watching Saban, while I was watching Billy, I was kind of getting goosebumps. I'm like, man, this is kind of cool. Like it's different from what we're used to because I'm used to seeing like the mush champs, and everyone says the quiet ones are dangerous. And look, I can speak from from you know from. Uh, uh, experience. Like, look, I'm a loud one. And that doesn't always mean it's the good one, right? It just means you're loud. It doesn't mean you're actually doing it right, and you get burned that way. So, uh, even LGM, uh, let's go Braves. What that stands for? Uh, Billy brings a sense of calmness and stability, something that's been missing for a long time. Scoop says the quiet ones are the most dangerous, and I, I couldn't agree more. So, uh, we got a 499 super chat from Cody. Says that's neat. LOL. Hated butter teeth. <laughs> Love it. I forgot, I forgot about that. That's in the, like, it, at the press conference. This guy, guy was so awkward. He'd just get up there and just nut, nut. That's pretty neat. <laughs> and, every, and everybody in the press room was just like, it, it, it is? <laughs> what? Okay, yeah, sure, coach. Uh, John says, uh, file our super chat from John, my man. Let's go, baby. He said, there's videos boy, out there Johnny. of Napier's locker room speeches about these guys disrespected us all year, and I want to yes. see dogs on the field. I, that's, the, I, that's what I thought. That strikes me as what he would do. Because look at what he turned ULM into. Like, you're nothing but a bunch of doormats. Like, nobody thinks you can win. And then, you know, they go out there and they just kick a couple asses. And that, yeah, that's the kind of thing I can see out of Bill. Look, that's the Coach Taylor, right? I'd rather see – I'd rather not hear – I'd rather hear about it like this – Right, then see him act like a fool on the field. So I'm I'm excited about it. I'm just it's me just being a baby. That's all. It's look, it's it's you being preseason. <laughs> it's what yeah. this is. We, it's it look, it's July. We, Bro, I see uh, I see I see freaking Shane Beamer coming out with his head flipped hat flipped on back. He's dancing, having a good time. I was like, that looks fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it looks like a good time. I got I got Brian Kelly grinding on guys on TikTok. You know, it just it sounds like a good time. Uh Dominic, two dollars. AR mentioned that he does does that he does get upset and clear clear away. Oh, little, little two dollars super chat from Dominic. So they're kind of going back and forth by him being upset. Um Super Chats are flowing, Cody. They are they are riding and rolling. Um Yes, I miss C. Like even C. Spurrier says, uh, "Muddy says I miss less models and C. Spurrier media days." Like C. Steve had a little pizzazz. I think what you said though with Dabo, you hit on the head. You gotta win. You gotta go get some W's in there before I think those things start flowing. So maybe maybe that's what it is. He's gotta get his feet wet. Calm before the storm. Exactly. Mike Literate says, two dollar sticker, a ghost of our hippo character floats in front of the words." <laughs> that's the description. <laughs> You guys are too fun. Just want to hear Shelton say his sticker. <laughs> you got me, Literus. You got me. You got the tater. Oh, man. You guys are too good. Well done. Um, we came across... Moving on, guys. Thank you for the, for that. That was, that was good. That was a good little topic there. We found this uh, little segment here. You guys might have already been all over this, and we're late to the party. I have no idea. Uh, but it's Probably. NIL valuation of, of, of players. 
Um, so it has basically like the price value on them is what it is. That That's exactly what it is. Hold on. I'm messing up here. I'll just get rid of this. Um, it has the price value of what each player's NIL deal should be worth. Um, so number one for overall just high school recruits is Bronny James. And it has his NI valuation at $6.4 million. And it has how it works. And it has social on here. And this is new. This is just from April. So this obviously wasn't when it I mean the NIL is new. So, uh, but it is basically, it talks about how their media following has an impact on their NIL evaluation, their engagement, um, are assessing how much engagement their posts and stories generate. Uh, so that's interesting. And this is kind of where I've been trying to work with the Gator players. Like, look, let us, let's make some content together. The more that people see you and the more people like you, the more engagement interaction you're going to get. I was already doing that knowing without knowing these rules. Um, let's see. The athletes are not penalized for not having strong followings across all three social media platforms. However, a boost is applied for all athletes with strong following and engagement across all three. So it's very interesting to see. I mean, you're, you're, I'm, I'm noticing more and more of these guys are on TikToks, uh, TikToks, TikTok, making videos, and it's more than before. And it's like, because look, I, I have to be known and recognized as as somebody. So it's interesting to see these uh, evaluations. Uh, uh, Anthony Richardson is like 42nd with an evaluation of like half a million dollars, like 540000 And second, of course, is Arch Manning at $3.4 million. Now, I don't know if this is a year. Go ahead. Uh, just unbelievable. Like the, the, the two highest NIL ranking uh, athletes right now have not yet played a single – a single play in in college yet at all. Yeah, the um, third one is Bryce Young. And Bryce, but Bryce has a product on the field, sure, which is wild to me. That's it's, it's just it's it feels so just backwards. Like I'm I'm we're putting so much. It's like, it's like it's the stock market at this point. We're putting so much speculation on kids who have not done a single thing, but yet then weighing down somebody like a Bryce Young who may have lost a national championship. So it's just it's it's a weird thing to me. And if I look at the the way that the calculator runs, uh, Bryce Young isn't getting the same like NIL valuation from a social media standpoint. Yeah, because well, uh, look, Bronny James has eleven point nine million followers. Obviously, the name has everything to do with that. But now, look, Both. <laughs> if 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 the if the money value is going towards social media following. And well, hold on. Let me see what else it was. I'm, I might be on to something here because we were talking about stars earlier. It also has athletic performance and endorsement and collectives, right? So endorsement and collectives. Let me click on that. Athletic performance. I'm not even going to get into that. Um, so collectives are being or become the source of funds for athletes. Uh, that's not what I want. Okay. I was, I was wondering if it would say like, you know, well, based on their name or their recognition. I think that's where the social media comes. So look, if they're getting valued, their monetary value is based off of their social media following, which Arch doesn't really even have that big of a one, but it's more of like the presence of who he is. Then I, again, I, it, it backs up my argument of, of the five-star argument. Um, he only has 162,000 followers because he's literally like irrelevant on Twitter. He had made one Twitter post is when he committed to Texas. He has 62,000 followers. How about this? So Bronny, it breaks it down in the total amount of followers, 11.9. It gives you an amount per post on social media. Bronny is going to make $77,000 per post on any social media platform or maybe even collective. I think it's collective. Oh, I see. All social. All social. Yeah. 
Yeah. My goodness. So look, that, and again, the reason being is because they, if they already have an organic following, you know, deals know that they post something and it's interactive. I mean, it's going to just spread like wildfire, right? Yeah. So all you need is for that kid to make one endorsement, right? Like in just maybe like down to what's happening down in Miami, this, this guy who's has all this money and all these businesses, like one of these athletes endorsing one of my businesses is going to make me so much money that it's worth all the NIL money I'm giving him. This Mikey Williams guy, I don't know. I've never even heard of this guy. He's ranked fourth. It's so the top four are Bronny or top, we'll do top 10. Bronny, Arch Manning, Bryce Young, Mikey Williams. I, I don't know that he's a basketball player. He goes to, he goes to prep. Oh, yeah. CJ Stroud, Tarif O'Neal, obviously Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, Quint Ewers, and then Hans Sal Emanuel. So I don't know who that is either, but um, I mean, there's some people in here that I'm kind of surprised that are in front of uh, Anthony Richardson. Honestly, I think Anthony Richardson has a huge jump this year in front of these guys. I mean, there's some people in here that I'm really surprised on. He needs more product on the field, and I think the the collective will help him out quite a bit with getting a little bit more of a following. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. it's a social media. Let me see. Uh, oh, he's not even in the top 100. It was. It was just. I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm I'm the in the entire thing. I think what I was looking at was before was by by color. By sport, that's what it was. It was sport, and then it was um, just college. I think so. In just college, he's ranked like forty something. I want to see what his. It's like five hundred forty-two thousand is what it was, and we had like four Gators at that that are the top one hundred fifty. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke. This is surprising. The quarterback at Miami uh, is at twenty-two. Yeah, I saw that too, and that's a, a front of uh, Jaden Rashada. So he only has eighty-five thousand followers. So not only that's a lot, but. Uh, that, that, that could be definitely a part. I mean, again, he's, he hasn't really gotten that big yet, but this year could really kind of skyrocket. And we had a video. I talked to Jen from the collective, like, look, do you, do you feel that, uh, you know, they could keep him for a fourth year based on the NIL? And she, she, she gave me, a, you know, the, you know, the perfect political answer on yeah, that. Like, well, yeah. Like the, the they, they, nobody knows. Nobody knows. So, Oh, we got a five dollar super chat from you, USMC Gator twins, uh, which, Cost universities more crab legs stolen FSU or laptop stolen? I'm gonna go with crab legs. You, well, no, oh, we, kept, we got to keep. Uh, oh yeah, James. it cost you cost us a lot. Him. Cost us a lot. Yes. Cost us a lot. So hit my button. Fight for FSU! Fight, baby, fight! <laughs> You're so stupid. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the show. If you're brand new here, uh, like and subscribe. Become a member. We 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 were cruising on some memberships here. We're we're doing a lot of good things for our members. We're doing giveaways, all kinds of good stuff, guys. Also, too, we're doing a giveaway. You want to do the giveaway, Steve? Oh, we yeah, have you a wanna, raffle to do. We have a massive raffle to do. I, I think people are hanging out just to see if they won the raffle. If you guys are waiting to see the raffle, uh, it's showtime. Let me go. Let me go tweet it out real quick that we are we're doing a uh, a raffle really quick. I'm gonna say, hey, we're drawing for the raffle. Uh, yeah, there's some people who probably got sick of hearing us from uh, so since 8:30. That are like, they're never actually going to give that helmet away. Yeah, they're like these these guys suck. Um, These are idiots. Yeah. Also, real yeah, quick too, awesome. I I went through and kind of responded to a lot of uh, the the members uh, just over the last few nights, and I, I want to say that it was a, a pleasure getting to know all of you guys a little bit more and understand kind of where you know what our fan base is, who you guys are, what you guys do. Um, so if you're a member and you haven't, you know, filled that form out, please do. 
so we can kind of chit chat, get to know you guys a little bit more. We we would really love, love to do that. So, all right, uh, I tweeted it out. Let yeah, me go ahead and get to your point, real fast, Shelton. We were talking just a little bit about uh, some of the uh, some of the the merch that we were going to put on the site tonight. And we we were like, well, what would we put, you know, sweatshirts on there for? Why would we put beanies on there? What would we put any of that stuff? It's July. And to your point, like some of these guys are out here in Denver. Some of these guys are out here in in Montana. And we've got, you know, some folks that are out here on the West Coast that uh, that, you know, you know, we weren't thinking we don't we don't, we don't know where you guys are from. So th that forum helps us out a ton. You know, we, we we put some merchandise out there that was specifically for you guys. We're out here in Florida burning up. So we put that stuff out there for you guys. We're always try here trying to help the family and 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 do uh, do what we can to, to keep everybody here. Love it, Steve. Uh, four nine nine from Cody goes. That button may be worse than that than that chant. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's go over to the. Oop, that's just me. Sorry, Steve. All right, here is the race. We have over. It's like eighty plus names because you bought like so many tickets. You got five five entries, and it's a thirty second race. A little bit longer than last time. I felt like we all wanted it to be longer. Uh, I got to make sure I get the finish line. So we're going to have a little commentary this time because it's going to be a little bit longer. It's going to be exciting. I got the music queued up. This is for the signed football helmet. Okay, this is for this. Oh, I got it right here next to me. Signed by Anthony Richardson, uh, Lorenzo Lingard, Rashad Torrance. Look at that thing. I got it all wrapped up. I don't want to take it out anymore. The thing's absolutely incredible. It's 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 beautiful. It's magical. It's wonderful. It's a good time. Uh, we got two dollars from John Wilcox. Great job with the interviews this weekend, man. I really appreciate that. I was uh, it was it was a lot. I was a little overwhelmed at times, but it was I had an absolute blast. It. He killed it. I'll give so, him credit. That was awesome. All right, so try to find your duck in the in the mayhem. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild one. Good luck to all of you. You got thirty seconds on the clock. Here we go, Steve. On your marks, get set for the helmet. Here we go! And go, we go! All right, and they're off. We've got a quick lead by the Donald Trump. The Donald Trump duck is in the lead, but it looks like we got a pirate duck taking an early lead. It looks like it's Tristan Creel, one of our members. Tristan. He's, oh, he's, he's gonna strike. He's, he's born. Oh no! Another Tristan duck! Oh, and Griffiths though is making a lead. We got Adam, the duck crown. It is a uh -oh. four-way. Oh, it's my a, God. it is head to head. It looks like Tristan's got it though. I think Tristan has it. We got Chef coming! Here comes Chef! Out of nowhere! Gregory Sheffield gets it! Oh my goodness! It was out of nowhere! You have got to be kidding me! You can't make that stuff up! Nowhere! Out of nowhere! Wow, congratulations, Gregory Sheffield! The winner of the signed football helmet. I know he is gonna be beyond excited for this thing. Just we gotta make, bumped. we gotta get him a photo. Send us a photo, Greg, when you uh, when you get your helmet. That is, un what a what a race! I'm a, sweating. A I thought I was race. swimming. Thought I was <laughs> swimming. <laughs> we had the little Donald Trump duck in there trying to take an early lead. His hair, his his hair weighed him down. He couldn't do it. He couldn't finish the race. I, I thought I thought the. Uh, there it is. Look, look at Greg. Hell yes. There it is. Hell yes. <laughs> well done, Greg. Well done. This that is this be, right here is is your beauty, Greg. Look at that thing. Unbelievable. Hey, try, to, try to actually remember to to bring that with you tomorrow, as opposed to like all my equipment that I'm over here. I'm gonna, I'll bring. I'll bring. I'm holding things I'll, together. With, I'll like, bring your equipment. Take some bubble gum. <laughs> I'll bring your equipment. That that's too cool. All right. Um, we have. Our hot takes, ladies and gentlemen, and then we're going to call it a night. It has been a long show, but it, 
has been Tristan. You had it, man. You had two ducks in there, dude. Two ducks there. I thought Tristan had it. I thought, uh, literally thought. Look, when you're that close, and Chud, you see, you see your name comes barreling ahead in a in a in a fury of ducks. Everybody's trying to everybody's trying to go for the same thing, and you see your name come ahead. And you're like, oh, oh, this is my it's my helmet now. That that that's that's too fun. That was that was a really good time. I really enjoyed watching that. That was that was <laughs> the duck race gets me every time. Yeah, poor poor Tristan, bro. We had two uh, two ducks, like just 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 killing it. Too cool. Uh, we've got uh, last thing, obviously, guys. Merch drop today. Go check out the merch. Two dollars super chat. Let's go, baby. Tristan, no. <laughs> Sorry, man. Thought that was Sorry, yours, buddy. Bubba. I was I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you. Cheat code. Um. Uh, so guys, merch dropped. Go check all that out. Show some love. Uh, uh, beat Utah. Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Enjoy what we put together. We we really put a lot of time into it. So Steve, let's do our. Uh, yes, so for the jersey. Yes, Cody. Sorry, thank you for reminding me. So so we're gonna do a drawing for a jersey. We we broke the twenty five membership mark. So we're gonna be doing a drawing. We have a fun way of doing it. I think we're going to do a roulette table for that one. So I'm going to assign each person a number, and then we're going to run the ball. This was Cody's idea. Run the ball on the roulette wheel, and whoever it lands on, that's who wins the custom jersey. So, look, being a member has got its perks. Uh, we're gonna, probably going to be doing that Sunday. Uh, if not Sunday, definitely next Wednesday. So we're going to see how the, the week plays out. But let's get into our hot take, Stevie. You ready? What's the first one? All right, buddy. All right. So Dodgers fans came to blows with one another, their own fans. During the home run derby, are Dodgers fans crazy or are they just passionate? I'll go first. Okay. Dodger fans suck. Okay. They're crazy. They showed up to the game late. It's a home run derby. 20 plus years I've been watching the home run derby. Never have I turned it on five minutes before the game and it'd be half empty. Okay. They're bandwagon fans. They come and go as they please. They're crazy. They're wild. Sure. They have a good time with the game, but they don't, they don't, they don't bleed blue and white. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Gator Nation. It's not. It's not a big thing. It's a, it's more of an event to go to a Dodger game than it's like I have to go to the Dodger game. Does that make sense? So yes. with that, I say they're crazy. Wow, we're getting good at this. You're not we're, Hirsch. Um, we're getting good at this with the uh, with the timer. All right, look, they they they're great fans. Nobody comes out to a home run derby and literally just wants to beat the crap out of their own selves. Okay, so basically what that tells me is that there are factions within their fan base that are so passionate about the team that they will beat the crap out of the other faction. Look, look there, were, there were times where we were all Americans, and then there were gangsters. And the gangsters would shoot other gangsters, but they were all Americans. It's because they were passionate, and they were determined, and they were business people. I hate you, Steve. You win. <laughs> you win. I hate you. Hey, real quick, There's Andrew no Apple. What do you want me to do? They beat the crap out of each other on a home no, run. I hate turkey. you. Uh, Andrew Apple says, pray for baby Lincoln, guys. Yes, please. He says he almost passed away on Monday. Uh, sorry to hear that, oh. man. I, look, I'm glad he's still fighting. So let's all send our prayers and uh, uh, show some love for Andrew, guys. I, would, I don't Andrew want that to happen to you, Bubba. Um, yeah, that, one, that was bad, Steve. All right, what's our next one, Bubba? Hit me. All right. Heinrich Stinson. Hendrick. Uh, Jesus, is, Steve. Hendrick Stinson. Hendrick Stinson is out of the Ryder Cup captain after joining Live Golf. Another another PGA golfer down. What are your thoughts? They're dropping like flies. Um, 
my thoughts on the on the live to t- tour is I was kind of hesitant on it. I was like, whatever it is, what it is. But it's telling me, showing me now with Cam Smith heading over there that it's all about the money. I, these players try to say that it's not, and that like, hey, we're here to have a good time and and be an influence. Bull crap. We're all about the money. Everyone's about the money. To to say that you're not is absolutely just insanity. Why else would you go to the live tour? It's not competitive. It's fifty four holes, right? You're not going there to win a major. You're not going there for a legacy. You're going to get paid. That's exactly what it's for. And I'm a little nervous for the PGA tour right now. Oh, yeah. I don't know how uh, I don't know how the PGA Tour survives this because at this point the golfers are all about hot money, fast money. The PGA Tour is basically being reactive. I don't know what the PGA was doing. The LIV didn't just show up one day and just have a bunch of money and a bunch of sponsors and it's just exactly decide. What they did. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, but then they just but you, they didn't just take all these guys overnight. If the PGA wasn't prepared for this, then shame on the PGA. More power to the players. Good point. Good point. You're you're right. They they it was you're right. They, they kind of did, but they they knew it was coming. They should have been more prepared. That's that is a solid point. I'll give you I'll give you some level on that one. All right. Thanks. One more. All right. Let's go. So uh, Madden NFL 23 ratings have come out. Jamar Chase is rated as the number 18 wide receiver in Madden, with 17 people ahead of him. Shelton, what are your thoughts? Is the 18 rating fair? Uh, I say yes. So the only person that you said that I didn't agree with was Amari Cooper. There's no way in hell. But you got to think about the rating goes off of more of not what you did last year, but what you've done, what you've done as a player. Because Keenan Allen was ahead of him. You're like, why? Keenan Allen is a, a day in day out stud and been been a stuff for the last few years. So I think that what what's what goes into the ranking ratings and reliability. He had one good year. You can't you can't sell the ship and put him in the top ten after one good year. It was a great year. I mean, he won me a fantasy football ring if you didn't know. But I, I agree with it out of the top ten. All right, look, at the end of the day, you have to take raw talent and you have to factor that in. Keep in mind that Jamar Chase also took a year off when he was in college. And you look at it now, the guy's coming out there and he's balling with these guys who have been there for a while. Terry McLaurin, also ranked ahead of him. Garbage. No way. Agree with that. Uh, look, we're looking at Amari Cooper. No way. Look, you've got to give instant gratification to a player that goes out and gets instant gratification. He has Joe Burrow, by the way. That doesn't mean he, he should be in the top 10. No, but I mean, it does. It does but he has a quarterback that's going to keep him there. Like, who's to, who's going to throw to Terry McLaurin every year? Carson Wentz. You already know me, dog. Yeah, that went well. <laughs> Carson went Wentz did, Carson Wentz did well in, uh, in, uh, in, in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. I think he did well. I think I think everyone would be shit on Carson. I'm a big, 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 big fan of Carson. Keenan All right. Allen, like, you got to stay healthy. You got to be on the field, man. He He misses a lot of games. This might be the longest show we've had in a very long time, and I'm not mad about it. I really enjoyed it. You guys, as always, are an absolute blast. Uh, we re-enjoy, we enjoy you each and every time that we hop on this stream. You guys make it worth it. Uh, again, thank you all that came out for Sunday and showed some love and hung out with us for three hours. Uh, sorry I missed some of your guys' comments. I do apologize. There's moving very quickly and very I fast. I had the chat. I had the chat. Steve, Steve held it down. Steve held it down. Steve held it down. But people have some super chats that I didn't get to, and I, I do apologize for that because you guys are, are awesome support. Again, guys, reminder, we did something pretty special. We released our some merch. We got some Beat Utah merch. You guys better go scoop up that Beat Utah merch. The hats are a limited supply. You guys asked for it. We gave it to y'all. So don't, don't let me down. Go show some love. Go get some scare money. Don't make money. 
Congrats to Sheffy we'll on winning. We'll merch soon. We might even get some Georgia merch in there. Maybe maybe just a couple. Like we'll we'll give Daniel Rivera his own his own shop inside the shop. <laughs> let's not let's not get crazy. Look, I mean whatever. We'll, maybe we'll throw a dog shirt. I don't know. Andrew, prayers prayers for you and Lincoln and, and the wifey man. Uh, all, all love and thoughts going out to you, big dog. Uh, thank you guys as always. Thank you to, I think it was Rob who became a member this afternoon. We may have got one more member. Also a few subscribers. We, we, we might be, we might have hit uh, 1,800 subscribers. We're all the way to 2,000 subs. So like, subscribe, join the family. It's an incredible family. Like I said, we got, I got spoke to some of you guys, wrote, wrote you some of you guys this past week. Absolutely incredible. Thank you guys for tuning in for us for almost two hours this evening. You guys are an absolute hoot and a great time. We thank you. Love you guys. Love you guys. Be back on Sunday, guys. Till next time, I'm Shelton. And I'm Holly. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Thank you, Adrian. Turn that to games, let my money show. I've got these things that I can't let go. Watch me turn this life into something that you can never own. I feel this pain, you already know. Turn that to games, let my money show. 